The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Because I wonder what done means. Like, yeah. Trey, right. Trey said it was done. Does done mean that the teams have agreed to compensation? Does done mean that Rodgers has made a decision? What does done mean? What I's need to be dotted? What T's need to be crossed? So maybe what this is, is a matter of the Packers being like, nah, we ain't paying, we ain't paying $40 million out of his salary. You must be out your rabbit ass mind. That might be what the Packers are saying. Or if you want us to pay X amount of dollars of his, of his salary this year, you need to come up on that draft pick. Meanwhile, the Jets are like, y'all ain't really trying to bring this dude back into your house. Y'all already didn't move on and remarried to keep with the love analogy, right? Well, listen, you know, I think, you know, my plea is, uh, and I would say this is debatable, but I'm debatably the best player in franchise history. I, I'm in the conversation for sure. That was awesome. <laughs> what's, not, what's, not, what's not debatable is I'm the longest tenured Packer in history. Like, you can debate the first part, obviously, Bart, Brett, a number of names have been incredible. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But you can't debate anybody who's been there longer than I have. And nobody's bled green and gold like me. They want to move on. They don't want me to come back, and that's fine. They're ready to move on with Jordan. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think Jordan's going to be a great player. He's a great kid. He had a really good year this year, getting better, you know, on the, on the look team. He's got a bright future in front of him. they got a good young team. But the fact of the matter is, like, uh, you got a aging, you know, face of the franchise for the last 15 years that uh, it's time to do, do right by. Do right by, do right by. So uh, one report says that the Packers are not looking for two first round picks, Um, (laughs) but a PFT report says that they're looking for a first plus. So I guess my question to you, Michael Holly would be, is this business or personal? What if any obligation do the Packers have to arguably the greatest player in franchise history? I say none. Hey, it's, uh, oh, okay, you can say that. You can say that, but as I come back to it, it's both. Uh, to answer your question, then I'm gonna t- I'll make my point. It's both business and personal. It's both. So it's not either or. And so the Packers can say we have no obligation, but Aaron Rodgers to that clip that we played before we came on. When you saying, "Hey, you already got somebody new in the house." Well, hey, bro, you ever see Sister Wives? You ever see Sister Wives? There are multiple women in the house. I ain't trying to do it. But Aaron Rodgers, if he really wants to be petty, everybody, I think the Packers have some pettiness in them. Aaron Rodgers has some pettiness in them. And the Jets are just like, we're desperate. Like, we just trying to, hey, it's been a long time since Super Bowl three. We just, we just trying to bring you in. Uh, we, 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 got your, we got your coach here, Nathaniel Hackett. We signed Lazard. We're going to work with you, man, but... Can we make this happen? So the Jets are really the third party watching this family dispute. 
and they can't really step in and say, hey, wait a minute, y'all calm down. They have no authority to say that. They're just watching like the rest of us. So the question is, who wins the battle that is both business and personal between the Packers and Aaron Rodgers? The Jets are in there just because. But this is really Rodgers versus the Packers. Who's going to blink first? It shouldn't be Green Bay. I. Listen, this, this is strictly business, man. This is strictly business. If you're the Packers, if you're the Green Bay Packers, and Aaron Rodgers admittedly went into his cave 90% leaning toward retirement. Right. Y- and y- year after year, doesn't know what he wants to do, is complaining about you not doing right by him in one way or the other. If you're the Green Bay Packers, Come on. you are under no obligation to just accept whatever the Jets are offering in order to facilitate moving on from Aaron Rodgers. Yes, you would like to move on from Aaron Rodgers, but your primary obligation is to get the most that you can for Aaron Rodgers. Hell, it ain't like they trade him, it ain't like they trade him to the Jets because he wants to go to Minnesota like his predecessor had to take a sojourn in New York before he can get where he really wanted to go. That's cool, Aaron. You want to go to New York. That's great. That's your intention to play for the Jets. It's our intention, says Brian Gutekunst and the Green Bay Packers, to get what we can for this asset. Okay. And and if and I could if, if we want, we could turn on the Jets and say, okay, you really want Aaron Rodgers? Step up to the plate. I'm not saying you mortgage your future, but the Jets have made the mistake because there's another quarterback sitting out there that I haven't read or heard about anybody talking to yet who's available yeah. for a first right. plus. Who's much younger, but they had made no overtures to him. They went and hired Nathaniel Hackett to a, I don't give a damn what Aaron Rodgers says. Unless I, unless and until I see Nathaniel Hackett coach apart from Aaron Rodgers and be successful, I don't believe he's a great coach. And yet here go the Jets hiring yeah. hiring Nathaniel Hackett. Okay, right, they hired right. Nathaniel Hackett, whether he had a list or not, whether he had an actual piece of paper or not. Okay, they went and signed Alan Lazard when they ain't need no right. wide receivers. The last thing the Jets needed to do was spend money at the wide receiver position, and they went hired. They went and signed Alan Lazard. Okay, so the Jets right. have made their intentions so abundantly clear that they have ceded leverage to the Green Bay Packers in trade negotiations. Now, does Aaron Rodgers have leverage when it comes to this whopping roster bonus due at the beginning damn, of the damn season? Damn right. Damn right he does. Yes. Okay. Yes, he does. But that would but that would be cutting off your nose to spite your face. If you're Aaron Rodgers, you say, okay, sure. I'll just sit here and I'll blow up your cap. Well, then you ain't going to be playing. Now, oh, you go, if you do play for the Jets, it's going to be at the beginning of the season and you're, and you're going to be further compromised. If you're the Jets, to me, it's incumbent upon them to blink because you've gone too far down this path to do anything other than acquire Aaron Rodgers. So I don't believe that the Packers need to acquiesce for, uh, for the sake of this transaction. It's the Jets who, who absolutely positively, absolutely positively have to step up to the plate <laughs> because they're the desperate party here. Yeah. More than anybody, they're the desperate party, and they yes, have they to are. say, you know what? What do you need to make this happen and make this happen like yesterday because we have no plan B. Derek Carr's in New Orleans. You clearly don't want to go running back with Zach Wilson. Mike White's in Miami. What is your plan Lamar B? Jackson. What is your alternative? Lamar Jackson's the pack- out there, right. Clearly, they're not interested in it. So the pack, right. so the Packers know this, and they are under zero obligation to make this easy on the New York Jets. So Aaron, this ain't personal, baby. This is business. You'll get to New it York is personal. when New York it's steps both. up to the plate. 
it, it's personal and business. Now, now let me say this. Because uh, there are a lot of it, it's, it's fascinating. I love this. I'm glad it's not my problem. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Michael Smith, you know me for a long time. You know what my favorite snack in the world is. So it is popcorn. appropriate for this situation. Popcorn. I got it. I am ready for this. But I think there are multiple things. First, you said Aaron Rodgers would be cutting off his nose to spite his face. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and it wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't be the first time he did that. It wouldn't be the first time that somebody with an agenda who is smart does something that makes them look stupid. That's what that's what happens when smart people are are fueled by well, agendas. Tell me, tell me about it. <laughs> when, when, right. When smart people are fueled by agendas, they say and do stupid things. That's one. But I, I, I want to, uh, and I want to get to the Packers point in a second, but I, I want to go back to the Jets because it really is Packers versus Rodgers versus Jets. But I want to go back to Jets versus Packers and the various perspectives. The Packers say, we got our quarterback. You don't. We like our young guy. You don't like your young guy. Uh, Aaron Rodgers wants to go to you. You want to go to, you want Aaron Rodgers to come. You got Nathaniel Hackett. So you better come correct with the deal, and you know what we can afford to do? Because you're more desperate than we are, we can afford to charge interest. We can afford mm-hmm. to be like that that little uh, hey. that little underground that little underground. We can be a loan shark. We go loan or, or shark tra- y'all. Or, or train or training day. <laughs> Or training day, we can tax that ass. Okay, <laughs> we can. T- <laughs> we, can t- we can tax that ass. Yeah, that's you right. know what I'm saying. They, they can, because this ain't no scrub. Like, what? This is Aaron Rodgers. I, I love, like, He's still one of the best quarterbacks in football. You're not gonna get it. I love cheat. it. It's great. Just because, just because yeah. you want him. So if you have, I'm the Packers, just because you want him and he wants you, I'm supposed to just step out the way and say, "Here, you have him for nothing." Hell no. It's Aaron Rodgers. It, and, and I, I love our colleagues. I listen to them every morning and, and, and read them all the time. You know, Mike Florio, Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk. So somebody told Florio on Pro Football Talk that, you know, that the Packers are, are being unreasonable. Oh, okay. Not at all. Yeah. That was, that's well, from the Jets' perspective, I'm sure, or the Rodgers' perspective, I'm sure. <laughs> and, and I think even What's if we can only have Aaron Rodgers and it, asking for a first or first plus more, Look, even if you can only have Aaron Rodgers for a year, I think, like, let's see, this is what I would do. I would not trade Aaron Rodgers for anything less than a first-round pick. Right. I don't care. I, I don't know. I don't know how long he's going right. to play. I so, just know this. It's a starter You're excited. You you're excited. Right. You're excited you're going to get Aaron Rodgers because your owner, after the season, said, we got everything else. We're a great quarterback away. From being a championship contender. That's what the owner said. Just running his mouth. Haven't made the playoffs in forever. And you're a quarterback away. So if you're a quarterback away. And I'm asking you for a first round pick. You should give me a first round pick. Because that, that first okay, round pick. Going to be at the end of the first round. It's going to be at the right, end of the first how round. How much does it mean to you? <laughs> Ideally. Unless they're asking for. Unless they're asking for this year's first. They might be. I don't know. <laughs> if they're asking for this year's first. Yeah, that that might be a little high, but I don't know. Maybe you can meet in the middle, as you said, uh, get a first rounder in 2024. There, there, but this is where comp- this is where I want to go. To be made somewhere. Here's the last thing I want to say to you, though. I, I, I look, Aaron Rodgers can be very frustrating. But when you said he went into his darkness retreat, 90% sure that he was going to retire, and That's the Packers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. 
I think he's earned that. I think he's earned the right 16 years, 17 years into his career, 18 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think he's earned the right to say at this point, almost 40 years old, a grown man still playing quarterback, most violent right. sport in North America. I think he's earned mm -hmm. the right to say, wait a minute. I'm going to slow it down. I'm not like Jordan Love where I just expect to be playing next year and a year after. I'm not like a 30 year old guy. I've been around for a little bit. I think I've given you some really good years with the Packers. I've been an elite player yes. in, the, in the NFL. So wait a minute. Yes, Give me my time, baby. Give me my time. Let me cook for no, a little you, bit. But, but, but you know what they've also done? They've compensated him handsomely for his services. Yeah. Like, right. like I'm, I'm not, I'm not a management guy, but I mean, this idea that somehow, see, and I knew Rodgers was going to do this. A, I knew what the holdup was. I knew that the holdup was the teams. I had a feeling that the holdup was the teams. That it wasn't as done as it was portrayed to be. Sounds like it's the farthest thing from done right now, and it can get done at any moment. But as it stands right now, there is no trade in place. There's only a decision by Aaron Rodgers. But this idea that Rodgers somehow, you know, was denied. If he'd have come out of that cave or that hippie mountain or whatever the hell he was, if he'd have come out and been like, you know what, I'm done. I don't want to play anymore. Okay, that would have been his right. So likewise, it's, it's the Packers' right to do what's best for their organization when it comes to this trade. There's precedent See, here. We saw it before with Brett Favre. It was not in their best interest to trade him to Minnesota where he wanted to go. So, like, it's, listen, man, Rodgers may be the most talented player to ever play the position, Okay. Patrick Mahomes are like a word, but you sitting right there in in greater Boston area. That guy didn't get to leave yeah. New England on his own terms, did he? They he were ready for him no. to bounce. Nobody does. Montana did. How'd that work? Marino, out? well, Marino retired, but no, it, it didn't work. But my point is, it's like, yo, Aaron, we yeah. get that. Like, okay, yes, you've given a lot to this organization, you've gotten a lot back, but at a certain point, people get tired. Are you are you sitting on the fence? Every offseason when they got a guy waiting in the wings, if they decided they're ready to move on, cool. Not and you. You said you got no hard feelings. You want to go to the Jets? Let the business take its course. It's not going to happen on your time. It will ultimately happen once the Jets step up to the plate. You go ahead and get the last word, and well, I'm gonna, uh, bringing our guest. Shortly. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I will say this, Mike. Uh, we talk a lot about uh, relationships on this show. We've talked about relationships this week. You've took. You've taken it. To a whole different Probably level too far. this week. Probably too Talking far. Talking about relationships. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably too far. I, I would say so. Yes. Anyway, uh, we talk a lot about relationships on the show. And this is why I say, final point on why it's business and personal. Everything you say about the Packers is true. But this is the personal part. And this is the disconnect between Brian Gutekunst, the general manager of the Packers, and Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers goes into the darkness retreat thinking, I'm going to have my time in the darkness and then I'll be able to emerge and tell the Packers what I'm thinking. The Packers probably it's a really good chance. They never communicated to Rogers as you go into this darkness retreat. We're going to be out here in the light thinking about what's going to happen with you next. And as soon as you emerge, we may have a conversation. For, well, we may have a statement for you. And so he thought he had more time. This was just bad communication. And as you know, I no guess. relationship can survive if we're not aligned in our conversations and in our communication. Here's more of Aaron Rodgers uh, communicating through the media. 
people want these things to be so true that like I'm in this meeting, you know, you know, dressed in, you know, ceremony regalia, giving them some sort of like no, handwritten on parchment uh, demand list of people they need to sign. Like, listen, I think objectively a lot of people can look at Alan Lazard and go, he's a really good player. We would love to have him on our team. And then anybody with a brain would maybe call me on any team and go, hey, what kind of, uh, you know, locker room guy is Alan Lazard? Uh, what's his work ethic like? And I'd say, he's a great dude. He's a dude. He'd, anybody would be lucky to have him in the locker room. And if somebody asked me about Big Dog or uh, Kabi, or I don't even know who else was on that list, I'd say the same thing. Jordan. All Odell. Dudes. Oh, Odell. Odell. I mean, first of all, who wouldn't want to have Odell on their team? Like, Agreed. Yeah, he'd be cool. Like, yeah, come on. But what are we talking about here? I don't have demands. Look, my only demand is for transparency. Connor Rogers, uh, no relation. Uh, obviously, very close to all you don't know that. New York. Do you know that? Do you know that for sure? Oh, I mean, no, actually, I don't. I assumed it. Are you related to Aaron Rodgers? See, he, spell, he spells it different. That's a different spelling. You're exactly. not related to Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> look at you, Dorian. I knew he wasn't related. Anyway, uh, Connor Rodgers, no D. Um, so, close to all things New York Jets. Uh, we were just talking about, like, basically, whose obligation is it to, 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 see, to get this thing done? I feel like it's the Jets' obligation to step up to the plate and meet the Packers closer to where they are, even if they're on the other side of reasonable, because the Jets have reached the point of no return with their pursuit of Aaron Rodgers. It's tricky. I think the answer lies somewhere in between with both until we know what the actual trade demands are. That's the biggest question right now. Are the Jets lowballing them and saying, hey, you could take a conditional third round pick and maybe a, a, for 2024 and a third rounder this year, and that's a wrap because he doesn't want to do anything else. It's too late to get another team involved. That didn't help Green Bay's leverage. But at the same time, Green Bay is in a situation where they know the Jets need him, want him, and that thing's already a wrap over there. So I think this is a, there's a lot to break down here, guys. Number one, you look at the salary cap hits. If the Packers traded him, say, today or any time before June, they would take on a $40 million dead cap hit. Do they just want to get that out of the way now? be done with it because this is the roster they're comfortable with and they could also split it up if they trade them after june 1st then it's about a 15 million dollar dead cap hit this year a 25 million dollar dead cap hit next year so this thing drags on for them another thing 60 million dollars in cash i know it doesn't mean anything to fans it means something to owners and the packers have no interest in paying that and the jets by all accounts appear to be willing to pay that 60 million dollar signing bonus I believe the fourth highest in NFL history. So while yes, the Packers hold the cards in terms of when they can send him, we are also on a clock here where doesn't Green Bay want some kind of draft compensation for this year? The longer it drags out, they get no draft pick for the 2023 draft, an asset that you would think can help replenish some of the skill guys around their young quarterback in Jordan Love. So this is one of those scenarios where it's all over the place and it would help both sides to find common ground as soon as they can. What would you do though? If you're the Jets, if you're the Jets, you say, look, I just want to end this. I want to make sure Aaron Rodgers comes in, works with our offensive rookie of the year. Garrett Wilson learns the offense, works with Hackett again. What would you be willing uh, to give up for the Jets? That's reasonable. Here's what I think is fair. I think a second round pick this year, which is a top 50 pick 
And then I think the 2024 pick has to be on conditional terms because you don't send first yeah. round picks for rentals. I don't care who it is. You don't do it. It's not a precedent that has been set in this league very often. It's not Aaron Rodgers might not play after this year. So if you're the Jets, that's I think not you the Packers start... problem. <laughs> so what? Hey, man, this is Aaron Rodgers. Tell the Packers. Tell the Packers about hey, Rodgers might not play after this year. They know that all too well. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 like 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 John Hamm said in the town, we're, we're a national organization. Okay, this is a this is a national MVP winning quarterback. Hey, you better check his CV. You better Google Aaron Rodgers. Yes, you're going to give up a first round pick, even if it's for a year, for Aaron Rodgers. Maybe that's a hold up, Connor. I'm telling you guys, I'll be floored if the 13th overall pick in this draft is in this trade. I'll be my jaw. No, not 13. No, 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 not next this year. year. No, no, not next this year. year. Next year, you can give him next year's. You can give him a second this year, like you said, and give him next year's first, which will I probably be late be because he will take it to the playoffs. To <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? and I think Maybe. that's part of the conditional terms: is how far do the Jets yeah. go this year? Is where the pick can climb up to. Uh, a first round pick and I think that's something the Jets will hold out for and I think on the other side the Packers will hold out trying to get a first round pick to save face but how ugly does this thing get right I, it's pretty clear Aaron Rodgers is not a fan of the Packers current GM and Brian Gutekinds and how ugly does this thing continue to get does he go on Pat McAfee every Tuesday and you're talking about a relationship I mean, he's already he's already hurt. done that it can't be any I mean, uglier than it was last offseason Packer it's it's a dangerous place to be, and I understand the Packers hold the cards, but how many times have we seen franchise legends go down this road? I, and if Green Bay just doesn't uh, care about that, his, prede- his predecessor. So I mean, they shouldn't because they've been through this already. They've been through this once before yeah. in that market, in that franchise. How ugly was it with Favre? Favre came back in a freaking Minnesota Vikings uniform, and guess what? Nobody cares. It's like, listen, I would love to see Aaron Rodgers in green as opposed to green and gold. It'd be, it'd be great to see him on the Jets. It'd be a great story. It'd be fun to watch. But if you're the Green Bay Packers, take your conditions and stick them because I'm not looking for you to assign conditions to a two-time MVP quarterback and already win this year, but a, a, you know, a, a, a four-time MVP quarterback for his career and be like, yeah, if we go oh, to the playoffs. Fight. No, you want him, it. come get him. You want him, come get him, New York. This ain't, don't, 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 don't make us the bad guy. See, I, look, I'm, I'm better at this than Brian Gutekunst. Brian Gutekunst ain't got to say nothing. I got you. I, yeah, don't, I don't make us the bad guy. We ain't holding it up. The Jets are holding it up. If they would come correct for that guy, this would be over. But they won't. They're trying to lowball us. As unreasonable as the Packers are, to your point, Connor, how do we know the Jets aren't trying to, relatively speaking, lowball Great for Aaron Rodgers? That's the golden question. I would love to know where these talks actually are. Are they in a place where it's completely unreasonable done. for the Packers? <laughs> we They're know not that. even close <laughs> right now. And have the Packers walked back terms? We've heard conflicting reports that this trade was agreed upon in terms of terms for them to allow him to speak to the Jets. A lot of teams don't let their mm-hmm. franchise quarterback speak right, to teams right. unless they have a trade agreed to. We saw that with Derek Carr and the Saints before the Raiders cut him. So I would love to know the optics here. And I'll say this. I don't think it was a good look for team president Mark Murphy to come out and say essentially that they've moved on before we ever even heard from Aaron Rodgers. He didn't hold his cards to the vest at all. So it just seems like bad optics from all sides involved. And sure, the Packers can hold on, but do they want this to drag out to the summer? They get no 2023 draft competition. And then Aaron Rodgers is going to show up for 60 million reasons. Do you want that at training camp with Jordan in the Jordan Love era? I just think the longer this goes, it gets messier for both sides, and they need to figure it out. Far, far was going to show up too. 
and 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 they, and they told him, no, this is Aaron Rodgers' team now. I, I got, I got one more. Go ahead, Mike. I got one more thing on the Jets. But go. Yeah, I was. I I just want to. Yeah, I want to ask Connor about great optics, and and what I would call is is like something akin to a psychic boost that Aaron Rodgers said yesterday. I want to be with the New York Jets. And you think about it. The last time anybody said that was, I mean, who, who didn't have a previous connection to the Jets. I know Darrell Revis left and then he came back probably a, a year or two too late. But this is talk. We're talking about Rex Ryan era Jets. Really? Connor, what does it mean that somebody of Aaron Rodgers stature said publicly, I want to be a Jet? I think it galvanizes the entire roster. We've seen it publicly on Twitter from the young guys that mean the most of this team. Garrett Wilson, the offensive rookie of the year. Sauce Gardner, the defensive rookie of the year. Elijah Moore, who did not have a great second season. We know his confidence would be back up, and your expectations entirely change. You're not happy to just put up stats. Your goal is to make it to the Super Bowl. So I think having him come in, especially after all of the bad things they went through this year at the quarterback position with Zach Wilson and with a carousel of guys that just underperformed would completely change the confidence, the outlook for the franchise, a franchise that, let's be real, in the last 10 years, they haven't had anything to celebrate. They're going to have the longest playoff trout, not just in the NFL, but in all of sports. So this is obviously a, a bit of a, a leap of faith for Rodgers and something where the Jets know that they needed to get this done when they had that meeting with him by telling him, hey, we're all in on whatever we can do for you if you can come here. And that's already begun with getting Alan Lazard, who they essentially swapped out Corey Davis's money. And Corey Davis has had his injury problems for a couple of years now where they feel better about that move. But if they land the Rodgers trade, I think that trend will continue. Uh, a couple more things before we get you out of here, Connor. Um, last thing on the Jets, though. They, they took their time with Carr. Carr ended up taking his talents to New Orleans. Um, for whatever reason, they don't seem to be at all interested or haven't been at all interested in pursuing Lamar Jackson, who comes with his own complications, obviously, from a contractual standpoint. Like, why didn't the Jets even inquire about or, or look into Lamar? Just not a fit? I mean, what you know, because they put all their eggs in this Rodgers basket. And again, the Packers know that. Why didn't they look at Lamar Jackson or haven't they looked at Lamar Jackson? Yeah, it's a great question because obviously a 26 year old former MVP should be everybody's option. Number one, no matter what. And it's interesting how Lamar uh, has not seemed to have that interest before that negotiating window even opened. It seems like a no brainer and it, it makes me wonder a couple things. Number one, of course, what everybody else is thinking, is there something going on with the owners and not setting a precedent of another guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson? And that's a scenario that, if true, is extremely, extremely ugly for the NFL and really, really disappointing. And then, of course, option number two as well, which is a little bit more Jets focused. Joe Douglas has a relationship with Baltimore that is extremely significant. And I think we just proved that. They basically got a starting safety in Chuck Clark for free at a low cost. There's a relationship there that's different. Does Joe Douglas know that no matter what the Jets do, Baltimore is going to match that number, and then the Jets would be left with literally nothing on the quarterback market? Because let's not forget, Lamar Jackson's negotiating window didn't open up until Wednesday, and then the, there's yeah. a five-day period in between that. So by the time Baltimore matches it, everybody's gone anyway. So 
I, the problem is within the roots of the league with the ex, non-exclusive franchise tag window. That five-day period should not exist. It hurts the player. It hurts the player's leverage and actually closes yeah. the amount of teams that should be interested because they'd be playing a dangerous game thinking, hey, there's a good yeah. chance we don't get him anyway. And I never criticize him for not having an agent, but one would be handy right now because the agent would have all those deals lined up because exactly. they couldn't speak to him until yesterday. They could have talked to his agent a long time ago. Um, Michael, that would have been done in Indy, wherever he was going. Exactly. If he had an agent. Even if illegally. Exactly. Even if illegally, they could have talked to him, right? Uh, Hey, speaking of Indy, you and I were both there when Jalen Carter had to get out of there because of uh, his situation down in Georgia. Of course, he's pleaded no contest in connection with that deadly crash. He'll get probation. Um, But on the field, struggle with position drills at Georgia's pro day. Nine pounds over uh, what he weighed in at, at Indianapolis. I'm wondering... Uh, what's the status of his draft stop? Because for all the talk about the quarterbacks going early, arguably the most talented player is a defensive lineman out of Georgia, Jalen Carter. What's up with him? It's real, and he's falling. And it's an unfortunate situation for a guy that is the most talented player in the draft. And you know what? Maybe he can get things together in these next six weeks. It looked like he should not have participated at all in that pro day. If he was overweight with all the circumstances going on, he should have had a private workout before the draft, which is what guys do if they're nagging a little injury during the combine. They just need a little bit more time to get right, whether it's off the field stuff, whether it's just they need that extended period of training. Jalen Carter, obviously participating in the pro participating in the pro day did not work out for him. Sounds like it was a bad nine pounds. He's obviously dealing with the off the field issues as well. Teams are really trying to dig in and say, is this just a young guy with maturity issues or is there an extended uh, consistent pattern here? And that's what they have to answer. But the reason I could tell you that he is starting to fall is out of the teams in the top eight, I only found one that has him on the board right now would consider taking him. And that's scary. That's a significant fall. Now, on he's too talented to make it out of the top 15, the top, top, top 20. Yeah, Wait, they would, be, they would take multiple clear. players over him. Yeah, they were like Will okay, Anderson, so he's Tyree on the board. Wilson, the top corners, okay. the quarterbacks. Okay. They're all going over okay. him right all now. Right. Yeah. God, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, I just wanted to make sure because like, you don't even take better, him but... off the board. No, we got you. Got he's he's yeah, sliding down there more. Not in the top gotcha. 10. That's yeah, that, that's a huge yeah. fall for a guy that's a consensus number one player in the draft before all these things. And like I said, there's time where he could still figure it out. There was one team that said, hey, we've dealt with these character situations before. We're comfortable. We'll get him in the right environment and everything will be fine. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when you're the projected number one pick, can't fall lower than three, and now you might fall out of the top eight to ten picks, that's significant. Okay. Appreciate you, Connor. Thank you so much, brother. All right, Thank Connor. you, guys. Talk soon. Thank you. Can't wait to see what happens, man. The Jets. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. When I came out of the darkness, something changed. I'm not exactly sure what that was, but something changed. And I got back to my phone after five days off of it. Um, I realized that there had been a little bit of a shift. Um, and that, that uh, I heard from multiple uh, people that I trust uh, around the league, players mostly, um, that that there was some shopping going on, that, that uh, they were interested in actually moving me. Michael and I uh, can't seem to get enough of this Aaron Rodgers uh, topic. Shalice Love Young, it. Yahoo Sports, on the other hand, uh, <laughs> I, I, get, I get the sense, I get a hunch, just, just a hunch that you might be tired of it, that you, that you, might, be, that you might be sick of, uh, of, of Aaron Rodgers' watch. Yeah, I'm over it. I, I mean, I've been over him <laughs> for a while. Um, the persecution complex is just... It's so real. It, it's it, it's just cra- it's crazy to me. And then, you know, he says yesterday that it's time for the Packers to do right by him as if they haven't seemingly done everything humanly possible, including standing by him during that, yes, I'm immunized thing a couple of years ago. Um, well, you know, Shalice, it's not everything. I mean, they didn't draft the receiver in the first round for him. You know, there's, there's oh, always, go. You know, here we go. Here we go. You know, oh, he, there you know. he go. There he go. They, it's, Every listen. time we start talking about <laughs> listen. If, if, but the thing of it is, he talks like he is, you know, a Broke? three, four. Ta- he he talks like he's, you know, so much more accomplished than he is. And I just, I'm just over it. I'm not saying that he's not talented, but. There are people who are supposedly talented who had, listen, you guys know, you watched, I had a front row seat for the 2006 Patriots season. And that is quite possibly, and I love them all because they were kind guys in the locker room, but that might be the worst composition of receivers ever. And Tom Brady got them this close to the Super Bowl. So don't tell me it's, you know, if you're that good, you should be making everybody around you better. And I just don't feel like he's necessarily done that. You have one ring to show for it. You said that bef- before Ooh. you went into the darkness, Ooh. you were 90% sure you were going to retire. And now that you've come out and decided, oh, yeah, I guess I'm not going to retire. Now the Packers are being disrespectful to you. Make it make sense. So that actually leads me right where I wanted to go. And, and listen, we'll have plenty of time to dissect this if and when this deal gets done in our lifetime. But I pose this to both of you guys. Because, I mean, the AFC, as we've talked about over the last several seasons, really, is loaded with not just quarterbacks, but young quarterbacks. Rodgers is not going to be the best quarterback in his own division when he, for, for the first time in forever, okay? So, right now, he ain't better than Josh Allen. <laughs> not right now. Not right now, okay? Um, okay. About, not right now. All right. So, okay. All so right. All right. My, just how good are these New York Jets, Michael? with Aaron Rodgers. 
New York Jets with Aaron Rodgers are a playoff team, and I would say if you look at the division, give it to Buffalo. Buffalo first. Uh, it's a toss-up for second between the Jets and Miami, and that means, Shalise, your last place, stuck in last place <laughs> team, the New England Patriots, and I would say that for that reason and others, the Patriot way is dead. Mm. Patriot way is dead. That is that, that that's that's old school stuff. We don't even we don't even roll like that anymore. Uh, they are they are not even in the conversation. How many times can you say that the Patriots are so far away uh, from these other teams? If the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if you agree with that, Chalice. Uh, tell me how you see it. I mean, it's hard to disagree. the The other teams in the division have been getting better. You know, you mentioned Josh Allen. The Jets have the offensive and defensive rookies of the year on their roster. The Dolphins keep adding pieces. You know, they added Tyreek Hill last year. This year, they're adding uh, to their defensive core, which already was solid. You have to say the Patriots are fourth place. And and look, I think what happened last year with the whole offensive coordinator, quarterback coaching thing was monumentally unfair to, to uh, Mac Jones. And I don't understand for the life of me these teams that you know spend high you know big draft capital getting quarterbacks and then give them two or three different offensive coordinators in the first couple of years and then everybody starts to disparage the player as you know you're learning multiple different ways and multiple different approaches even if the language might be similar in the patriots case you're still asking him to work with multiple different people and that just does not seem like a formula for success so yeah i think you know, it's Devin McCourty retired, so an incredible leader and somebody who embodied whatever we want to say is the Patriot way. I, I just I have so much respect for Devin and what he brought to that locker room from a leadership standpoint. And as you know, the man that that I kind of had a, a seat to watch him grow into Matthew Slater is still there. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, it would probably safe to say the Patriot way was Tom Brady. And once he left, then. <laughs> And that was it. <laughs> follow, follow up on the Patriots because they do get they do have TikTok boy now, as AJ Brown would call him. But interestingly <laughs> enough, they pay they pay Juju Smith Schuster. You know, I'm just joking. Juju Smith Schuster the same money that Jacoby Myers got from Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. The Patriots track record when it comes to identifying receivers beyond uh, well, you know, they get, they get Randy Moss for a fourth and Wes Welker and. Sure, but drafting receivers in particular is a struggle. Oftentimes, bringing in veteran receivers has not been kind as well. What does that say that they would give a guy who they haven't had experience with the same amount of money that a guy that they know and produced for them that was homegrown as Jacoby Myers got somewhere else, Shalise? Yeah, that one's really confusing to me. It really is. Jacoby, like you hit on, the Patriots' (laughs) Achilles heel has been drafting and and Jacoby was undrafted, but it's been finding and developing young receivers. You know, they have that run of drafting receivers in the second round and they all ended up being flops. And here it is a young man that you brought into the system as an undrafted player and he just got better and better. And then you let him go and sign somebody from the outside for equal money. That's really confusing to me. It seems like based on you know, Devin McCourty's reaction that I saw yesterday, uh, Jacoby Myers' own reaction that he wanted to stay. Um, and so it's really strange. I, you know, there were no reports that he was, you know, a discipline 
a, a kid that wasn't, you know, on the on his job and things like that. So that thing's really confusing to me. And again, somebody else that Mac Jones has played with for the last two years, and you're bringing in somebody that now he's unfamiliar with. Yeah, he was he was pretty much the ambassador. He was one of the Patriots ambassadors. So I'm surprised too, Shalise, that they uh, didn't bring along or or didn't want to re up with the guy that they developed and 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 turned into this player that Josh McDaniels identified as somebody, okay, he needs to be on my roster. So I, I think it was a mistake for the Patriots. But let me ask you this. Speaking of mistakes, Lamar Jackson, really, we haven't heard a team that is not even lukewarm uh, about resigning him, including his own team. And I think this is going to be, we're going to look at this as the offseason of Lamar for better or worse. What do you think? Let's make a prediction. This time next year, what are we going to be saying about Lamar Jackson and the offseason of 2023. I think I I I'm gonna make a plea, okay? <laughs> Lamar and Lamar's mama, if you want to talk to somebody, please reach out. I am happy to help you guys and give you guys a platform to say whatever you need to say. Because I am fascinated and terrified might be a little strong, but I'm almost, almost kind of scared for Lamar because it seems like he has a little bit of Kurt flood in him and that he really wants to make this point that look, the standard now is a guaranteed contract. I deserve a guaranteed contract because I have the hardware that Deshaun Watson doesn't. Oh, and I was not accused by over two dozen women of sexual impropriety. And I'm for the record, a hundred percent on board with him in that. However, we have already seen the NFL just completely move on from a talented young quarterback that they did not like in Colin Kaepernick. So if Lamar wants to make the point that this is what I want and I won't play, they might move on from him. Or he might have to just go back and eventually sign, you know, the the franchise tag. And then people are going to be slagging him for, well, if you had an agent, this would have been different. And, you know, he might, it might be considered a negative on him that things didn't work out the way that he wanted to. If he's trying to, you know, buck the system and fight the machine, I give him all the respect in the world. That looks like what he's trying to do. And I give him so much respect for doing that. It just, if this was also maybe like the year where Joe Burrow was up and they could do it together, you know, it just becomes a stronger fight. It's the same thing with Brian Flores' yeah. lawsuit. It, it got strengthened when more men added their names to that suit. So if somebody yeah. else was fighting with Lamar to be like, no, in other, in be, other mad words, at the, be mad at the Browns, but the standard now is fully guaranteed. So let's go. In other words, if the teams can collude, so can the players. Shalise, we appreciate you, man. It's always good to talk to you. Thank you for the conversation. <laughs> always good to talk to you guys. Thank you. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. You at the spot. Shotgun Willies. I've been there. You are holding a gun. And we both know how dangerous that can be. Whose gun were you holding? Well, the gun wasn't mine. Um, you know, I... It's not who I am. I don't condone and, you know, any type of violence. Um, but I take, you know, full responsibility, you know, for my actions. Um, made a, you know, bad mistake. Um, and I can see uh, the image, you know, that I, I painted, you know, over myself, you know, with my recent mistakes. But, you know, in the future, um, I'm going to show everybody who John really is, you know, what I'm about and, um, you know, change this narrative. What is the last... 10 or 11 days been like for you and how are you doing uh, me personally um, I feel mentally good that I haven't you know been in you know many years I'm in a space where I'm you know very comfortable I was constantly you know talking to therapists um, I've been doing you know Reiki treatment um, I've been doing anxiety breathing you know different stuff to you know help me manage that and you know release you know all that stuff from my body when did you say, I'm going to do this and it's necessary? Now that I made a, you know, terrible mistake, you know, being inside um, a club and, you know, went live, um, I put myself in, you know, a bad position. Um, and also it's, you know, my daughter. Mm. Um, it's times where she even tell me if she's, you know, had a bad day. And you know, I felt like, you know, if she can tell me that, then you know, mm. I can be able to go and talk to somebody as well. Hey, Nat. Um, Hello. This isn't necessarily exclusive for job, but it's just one thing that jumps out to me when people get caught and they come at us with the canned PR uh, statement of, that's not who I really am. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to grow up, if you want to move past this, if you want to really learn from this, you got to own the fact that that is who you really are. That was you. It was you <laughs> on camera. It was not an imposter. That is who you are, Ja. And there are too many recent examples, both reported and unreported, that support that this is who you are. Now, it's not who you need to be for your own good and others. And it may not be and it shouldn't be who you want to be. So own it. This is who you are. And you need to be better than who you've been. It, unless and until you could do that, you're going to make different forms of the same mistakes over and over again, Nat. And the last thing I say before I pass to you, Nat, is like the number of games and even the, the, the retroactive time served doesn't bother me because I've never been one of these people that think that you can learn your lesson. You, there's a minimum number of games that it takes to learn your lesson. Eight games is fine with me as long as he's actually got his dome straight. Yeah, I, I'm a little concerned because the idea that he went to counseling 
and at least from by the reports, he's checked himself out of counseling. He's not in it anymore. I mean, everything he was saying sounded great, but sort of as you alluded to, I mean, it's not about a minimum number of games. It takes time to make that kind of change. Like if you've displayed certain habits and you've behaved a certain way, like it's not going to change overnight. So I get, look, the NBA is a business and I get the need. It's like, all right, you want to get him back so he can play. But I'm just a little concerned about this approach that's being taken. I'm, I'm not sure he's not a counseling ready. I'm just not sure that like he's like the issue is going to resolve. And I'm worried that there could still be more incidents to come in the future. Oh, that's interesting. And you know what, Nat and, and Michael, I don't think this is a situation, you know, for John Morant, for this eight game suspension, a lot of times when there's a suspension, uh, a lengthy suspension, there are fans who have some really strong opinions about it. And there are a lot of fans who will be against the player. I don't get the sense that a lot of people are against John Morant. So when he says, you know, all the negativity that's out there, yeah, there's negativity that's been brought to him and it's been brought to the Grizzlies. But I don't, uh, you guys tell me if you see something different or hear something different. I don't hear a lot of people saying, oh, Ja's done. I'm done with Ja. He'll never be anything. I, I think it's just the opposite. But this is where, this is where I really, yeah, a little concerned with this. I think it's too early to be talking. I didn't like this whole scripted sit down. It was very I didn't scripted. like the tone of it. I didn't like the tone of very it. P- very, and very I, PR. And, <laughs> and, even though it was a PR, it was a PR operation. You know, what I didn't like what he said this. Look, I, I take responsibility, but a lot of stuff that's been out there. Most of them are lies. Okay, if you're going to say that, don't say anything. It's just too early to be talking. If you're not ready to accept responsibility for, for everything. I'm not saying you got to go out there and say, yeah, I did it. I did it. It was me. But it also sounds like he's making some excuses. You guys hear that? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, some of that is the PR and like the advice from his counsel, right? Like it like some of these things are still being investigated, right? Like criminally there, you know, it's not just like the the gun incident, but there was the mall. There's all these other things that have come up. So he's going to deny them. I get that. But uh, to your point, Michael, about the way people look at him, like the criticism that's come is basically like, come on, what are you doing? Like you're risking, you know, we already know that his endorsements are at risk, right? Like you're risking your endorsements, you're risking your career, you could be the face of the league. So yeah, people, there have been people who said like, stop blaming it on his friends. Like this is him, this is who Ja is, like Michael said. But at the same time, while people have expressed that sentiment, generally speaking, what I see is people wanting Ja to get better Um, and take the steps to mature so he can fulfill what the greatness that we all see in him. So people are holding him accountable and kind of not taking all the excuses, but they're also like rooting for him and and wanting him to succeed. I just want him to be smart because it's like, I understand what I mean when I say this. I almost wish the gun was his. Now, I know that would have gotten him in a lot more trouble, but it's like, so wait a second. You brought all this on yourself because you were flexing with somebody else's gun? Right. Like, like not even you. It's not even yours. Like, I mean, like, what if, what if something actually happened over right. the gun one mind? It's like, bruh, that's kind of worse. Like, that's where you. That's why you register guns. You know, right. you don't want to yeah. do something that have, have something happened with somebody else's. When gun. You say it that way. You know? It really, it really is. 
it really is. It really is stupid when you say it like that. You're like, wait a minute. Like, the gum was not mine. Somebody else. So what, yeah. So what the hell were you doing? The gum was not yours, <laughs> and you're going around like flashing the gun. Is that yours in the club? On IG? Like, uh, I hope, I, I hope you made sure it wasn't loaded. You know what I mean? It's just what. Like, why is it even in your vicinity if it's not yours? So yeah, no. Now you're right. I, I and Michael, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I don't think, but you know how it is, man. If you hear just a little bit of negativity, all of us, but especially somebody of John Moran's stature, then you obviously it's exponential from your perspective, even if it's in the minority. I think most people do, even if they're not giving them the excuse of stress or mental health or whatever, you know, you want to attribute it to people just want him to get his act together, whether that's just a maturity thing, whether it, you know, counseling is what he needs. Hopefully. And here's the other thing. And Natalie, we can have this conversation offline. Hopefully he <laughs> continues the counseling. He Hopefully. may have checked himself out of, out of this facility or out of this particular program, but it doesn't mean you need to be beyond counseling, that's right. like counseling, like, like continue it in, for maintenance sake, whatever was bothering you before. It's, it's, it only stands to reason that something else might pop up to trigger you, no pun intended, into some of this behavior. So bottom line is whether it's eight games or 18 or 80 games, just get your act together and, and own the fact that that was you and it is you and you and, need to be better. And you know what? I'm going to add this uh, real quick and, and then I'll, I'll pass it to you, Natalie, is I think the Memphis Grizzlies need to be better too because <laughs> this came from... I'm not even talking about on the court. I'm not even talking about on the court. The I'm organization. About the organization. This came from the league. Yeah. So if, if John, like, think about think about the progression of this. Um, when we first heard about John Morant, we first heard about the Washington Post report. What did Grizzlies say? Hey, we are we're aware. We support Ja. <clears throat> ja was saying, hey, his agent was saying it's a bunch of uh, gossip and speculation. We go from that. Grizzlies protecting him, Ja and his agent protecting himself and protecting that brand to eight game suspension, this scripted PR interview, rehab, that's coming from the league. The league has stepped in. The Grizzlies need to be better at holding Ja accountable too. Yeah, and I mean, you can put yourself probably in the Grizzlies, uh, like the, the organization's shoes and it's, it's their star, right? So, like, you want to hold him accountable or try to get him better. And then also it's like, you know, the stars just are usually given a little bit more leeway. But, I mean, there were reports that Steven Adams, right, they had, like, the team, you know, the players only meeting. He tried to talk to him. And there was other reporting from DeMichael, who came on our show before, um, from the Commercial Appeal. And, and he said that there are definitely people around Ja who tried to talk to him, and he wasn't yeah. listening. So... You know, higher though. Truth got to be truth, higher. Truth to the Stephen Adams truth is to the a matter is though, Stephen Adams is a player. But listen, he has well, he's a, he's a big, strong, respected peer. <laughs> if you don't get your attention, nobody will. John Morant hasn't broken any laws. He didn't violate any criminal statutes. I am going to use a gun pun when I say he dodged a bullet. It could have been worse. Don't learn a lesson the hard way. Okay. Sure. Hopefully, you learn your lesson, and and nobody had to you know, wasn't costly with their life or something like Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. 
because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Uh, We weren't here yesterday because it was Women's Wednesday, but uh, rest in peace to Bobby Caldwell. One of the most soulful songs of my lifetime. Yes. What You Won't Do for Love. To say nothing of Common Sample, there are Great. times. As you said, Mike. I ain't gonna sing it. I'm not gonna sing it. I ain't gonna ruin it. But he's it. at the cookout. <laughs> As you said, he's at the cookout. Yes, he is. Rest in power. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. My cat Rachel is the silliest cat I know. One time, she played inside a paper bag for three hours. What a mystery. But I'm glad her health isn't. Thanks to the color-changing litter from Fresh Step Crystal's health monitoring litter. This premium color-changing litter has pH-activated crystals that can help me detect potential illness early. That makes it easy for me to stay on top of her health and well-being. I may not understand all of Rachel's silly quirks, but I can keep up with the important things. Find Fresh Step Crystals Health Monitoring Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company.